Hi, um, thanks for joining me, Andrew Overman, uh, on the Estate Agents podcast. I'm joined as ever by Stephen Brown. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Andy. How are you? Yeah, really good. Yourself? Fantastic. Thank you. And uh, Luke St. Clair. Hi, Andy. Hi, Luke. How's your week been? Yeah, been a good uh, good week. Uh, we're just in the final stages of uh, website redesign and launching that. So it's been a busy uh, few months. Uh, probably underestimate the amount of work that goes into a, a website. Um, so we're just in the final stages of getting that all finished, ready to launch it. So yeah, been uh, been busy. That's great. And I've had a sneak peek. It's a, a cracking website and very customer Thank focused. Thank you. So Stephen, who have we got joining us this week? Good question. Who have we got joining us this week? It's the one and only Tony. Tony. Hello. Tony. Tony. Go on, say it, man. Piccolo say it, say it. From AV Relo. Um, Tony is one of the Mitchell twins, brothers. Um, works with um, his partner. is um, oh, Angelo. Angelo. I'm just testing you know. That's it. Well done. Um, We've known each other for a long time um, when I was an agent at Green and Company. Um, you were fantastic and helped me getting loads of sales over the line. And um, I know you work and are an incredibly successful multi award winning agent, uh, conveyancers, and ex agent. So that's your introduction. Tell us a little bit more about you and what you guys do there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, first of all, good morning to everyone. Good morning. Ready to go. Ready to go. So, yeah, my past life, I started off as a, an estate agent. So that was me first. So uh, Saturday boy, negotiator, did it all. Eventually owned and ran several estate agency businesses. But you know what? We saw, we worked really hard like all you guys do, like with the agency market at the moment works really hard. And at the end of the year, we expected a lot of money uh, and it didn't come. And when we looked at it, we, we sort of analyzed where all the cream was, where all the extra profit was. And we saw that actually it all gone abortive. You know, so we cover our overheads, which is great, but actually we wanted to make money and profit. And so when we looked at it, we thought, you know, if we get this right, if we can actually cut our abortive rates down, um, our abortive rates were the, kind of like the national average, 35 to 40%. If we can cut it down by 10%, we could actually double our profits. So we just studied and became solicitors. You know, we did a state agency for a long time, a state agency and solicitors practice at the same time. So now um, we've kind of do two things primarily. We, with uh, the estate agency, we sold our estate agency business and focused now completely on conveyancing. Um, we want we run AV Rillo, um, and basically we run it like an estate agency. So that's our main business. But we also do now do estate agency training now. So we train estate agents on how to get transactions through, but we also train solicitors on uh, liking estate agents a bit more, so we can actually you know get deals done together. So that's a bit about me. Okay, thank you. And I just want to piggyback on what you said there, actually. Estate agents and solicitors working together. Um, you know, you mentioned the national average, which I think is one in three. I know yours is um, about one in 10 there. How can yeah. um, solicitors, conveyances, and estate agents work better together? Yeah, so it's really interesting. It's a really good question, Stephen. I mean, Liverpool and Victoria try to get into the conveyancing market, the big insurers. And they found that 48% of all abortives, 48% were down to solicitor delays. So a solicitor can actually do a lot to actually change the transaction. Um, so it's very depressing, but actually it's a really good opportunity because actually if you can control the lawyer uh, and work better with him, actually, you know, it's going to improve your customer service. 
uh, improve your reputation. Did you know that 70% of poor reviews against estate agents are due to the reviews they leave after the offer's made? So it's kind of down to, due to the conveyancing process. So they can help on that, help on the time that you guys spend. You spend far too long sales progressing. I mean, you know, it's just taking, eating up your times when you should be doing deals. And, um, you know, it's a big thing for you now, big thing for agents. So there's a lot that they can do together to help each other uh, okay. to do it. How can I get a solicitor to pick up the phone to me? I mean, I just ah. want to get, I just want to get Luke, <laughs> Luke and um, Andy on on this as well, because obviously yeah. they're, they're more, it's more their day-to-day job than it is for me now. Um, but guys, how do you find your experiences um, with solicitors, Luke? Um, so I, I, I think it's such an, a vital relationship that you need to have with any solicitor. Um, and something we've started to do, um, it was a recommendation from you, Stephen, actually, is at the end of a transaction, we actually send both sides a thank you card for helping us um, just to sometimes help break down that break down those barriers but also next time we're on the phone hopefully they're likely to pick the phone up um, and we've had a lot of positive comments from people because it it's a stressful situation for solicitors as well um, because they're having to deal with clients expectations but it, it's just about just trying to have that open relationship whether or not it's by email or by phone or agreeing how frequently can we talk to each other can we talk once a week I'm going to have maybe six or seven cases with you maybe more than that can we agree that we talk once a week to to have an update on what's going on with those cases? Andy? So for me, yeah, the relationship between agent and solicitor is absolutely critical. Um, one of the things that we've implemented as a firm is uh, getting the agent uh, and solicitor working together from the start. So I think a lot of agents concentrate at the at the end when you're negotiating an offer and you're agreeing a sale. Uh, and I think that that's far too late. So for, for me, part of our, edu- our educational process with vendors is to get them linked in with a solicitor from the outset so that we can uh, produce the pre-sale pack, complete the property information questionnaire and the fixtures and fittings forms, and that there is uh, essentially no delay then when a sale is agreed. So um, for me, that's that's the most critical. Okay, thank yeah. you. I think what was interesting for me was... Um, Tony, let me ask you a question, and, yeah. and this is what's interesting for me. I've been into um, solicitors' offices, and I've seen how many transactions they're working on at the same time. And when you think about on a possible transaction, you may be receiving calls from a vendor. You may be receiving calls from the um, vendor's agent and the buyer's um, agent or the, you know, the purchaser's um, agent as well. Um, potentially, you could be taking three or four calls on every transaction, um, and then I've been in with one solicitor that's got a hundred files that they're currently working on their, on their, I suppose, on their case every day. How, as a solicitor, um, you're going to be interrupted every two minutes. Um, so how can you educate the agents as to um, when you, they should be calling you and what questions are, are appropriate for you? Yeah, so I think there's two questions there. In terms of education with the agent, I mean, it comes down to experience. I mean, you guys, you, you run really good courses to, you know, educate agents to, you know, to, to know what the practice is because you can't, you no, know, sister can't do everything fast. You know, you can't do everything. There's certain things you need to push, certain things you don't. I mean, I think, that, you know, what I would say to you, it's actually really hard for a sister. They have got so much to do. 
Uh, so it is tough getting the things in. What we found when we went into uh, solicitors is actually how little time they focus on getting results, you know, because they've got so much to process, so much of that compliance stuff to do. So when we went into the business, you know, we kind of did it different. We, we picked up from our agency days when what we did, we kind of split it all off. So what we've done is we've got the, um, someone look, so our, our solicitors are like heart surgeons. They need to get to exchange contracts. Everything else, we've got great people looking after it, but you need to be available to get solutions done. So, you know, there's no, there's no easy answer because actually it's really hard. And as you said, Stephen, solicitors are really busy because there's got so much to do. If you imagine in a, if you're in an agency now and you had one person doing everything, so writing up the, you know, the, the memorandum of sale, you know, taking offers, getting new applicants on, you know, dealing with complaints, dealing with the tying up the deals, you know, it's very difficult. So they've got the same problem. My advice is to, you know, you know, get, get in bed with a good lawyer that actually is is looking after, going to look after you and be able to deal with solutions for you. But it is actually, you picked up good points, Steve. It's really, it's really hard work. They're very time poor. Okay. So can I, can I piggyback on something you said? You said yeah. um, get into bed with a good solicitor. Um, yeah. How would you recommend um going and finding a good solicitor good conveyancer um and again i'm going to throw it back to um andy first and then luke you know are you working with do you recommend solicitors and how well do you find that so tony if you answer first and then andy and then luke please yeah okay so my advice really is is you know we've got to understand really and i i don't i don't think i fully understood it when i was an agent got to fully understand there's you know what we're paid for as agents is to you know, get the deals through. And that's what we're going to do. And quite often what, you know, we forget as agents is to actually, you know, make sure we get this solicitor on board as well. That's a big part of the transaction. Um, so you've got to focus really hard on, on getting that getting that person in. And Andy said a really good point earlier on. He was talking about when to start sort of communicating the benefits of the solicitor. And it is, as Andy said, this right at the start, you know, just when you go on the, that um, valuation, you need to be not selling the solicitor, but you know you, you need to be a trusted advisor for a client. You need to be saying to them, look, whether you use me or not, you know this is a lawyer that I'd recommend. He's going to get your transaction through. So that's what I would do. I would look, I would look really for a lawyer uh, that's got the same obsessions as you. You know, if you're obsessed about customer service, you've got to make sure they're obsessed about customer service. If you're obsessed about abortive rates, make sure they're obsessed about it. Because a lot of solicitors, you know, for abortive rates, if a deal goes abortive. If they charge anyway, you know how how motivated they're going to be, you know. So you know we work like an agency. We, you know our guys get they get commission on deals going through. So it's a different type of setup. But you need to get people that have got the same obsessions uh, that you have. Stephen, I know when you were at Green and Co, you know you're very motivated about customer service and get your deals through. So and, that, and that's what you focused on. So that, that's what I would do if I was you. Okay, lovely, Andy. Recommended solicitors. Yeah, so I'm very lucky. Um, I use a, a couple of firms locally to me, um, Hayward Moon and, and Rudlings Wakelam. I've established relationships with them for the uh, best part of a decade now. Um, and I think the, the critical thing is um, we're all focusing on the same end goal. We want to move those clients. So from an applicant perspective, I think it's really important that you're advising your applicants at registration stage and drip feeding them information about what to expect during the process. Um, and again, at valuation stage, getting those people to uh, getting your potential vendors to understand the importance of getting contract packs out early. So I think it's it's really important that you are educating both 
buyers and sellers simultaneously. But I also think it's really important that you have solicitors um, on board that share your goals and work with the same ethos. Um, I'm hugely driven, um, results driven. And um, it's important for me that, that the people I work with are too, whether that be a, you know, a negotiator in the office or, or a service provider externally. Yeah, no, um, I think you, you've, you've kind of touched on it there, Andy, with um, it's all about explaining the benefits to the customer and helping the customer because um, at, at the center of everything is about how, how is that customer going to benefit? So are they going to be- benefit from a better communication, more reliable communication, but also less stress, less hassle? We, we, there's already the talk that it is one of the most stressful things that someone goes through. So um, by uh, having a, a reliable, reputable solicitor on, on your panel or on board that you can refer to, recommend to, is, is vital. Uh, but also, we know that problems occur, and it's then how those problems get solved. So it's those heads coming together to get those problems resolved, um, to get them uh, to get them uh, overturned for the benefit of the customer. That's the vendor and the purchaser. But equally, I think it's also important that your colleagues and staff have the necessary knowledge and training. Um, and I know Tony's done that training for some of our team uh, at the office. Um, to give them an insight as to how to overcome obstacles and and that's been uh, extremely beneficial and it's helped us no end um, in uh, sticky situations so so definitely but it is all about sharing that knowledge around your team and you don't have to send everyone to see Tony I'm sure Tony would like to see everyone but you can report back and and share that amongst your teams but also maybe get your solicitor to come in and talk to your staff so that they can meet them face to face so it isn't a faceless transaction as well okay thank you what do um estate agents we talked a lot about education this morning um getting ready exchange ready um packs you know just getting the time on the time to exchange um a lot shorter what can agents tony be doing to actually educate people when they should when should they be educating them um because you know obviously personally going back to the home information packs um even though people didn't like it i actually think it's a great idea um because it showed commitment and people were ready um is exchange ready packs the solution going forward yes i think so first of all you make great points Stephen. i mean Getting to exchange is crucial. I mean, that's when, when that's when we all get paid. That's what, when we all achieve what the client wants to do. And that's going to start right at the beginning. So we've been doing for a number of years now uh, two things. So first of all, we've been doing for a number of years, saying to the agent, look, when you go around and do the valuation, offer to complete the protocol documents for them. So lots of agents say, well, why would I do that? I've already spent it on that. No, you know, nobody else is doing it. But that's exactly the point. No one else is doing it. And to give and show that extra care, I think that's a massive... I think it's a massive instruction winner, but also if you get the instruction, you've got the documents there ready. The second thing that we do, and again, I completely agree with you, Stephen, home information packs, they're a great idea. Anything that brings forward the knowledge, the information, the possible problems that brings that forward is great. What happened is when the government introduced it, they didn't really consult with the lenders. uh, So lenders didn't like them. So lawyers didn't like them. So it just, it didn't work properly, but the Conveyancing Association, which we're part of, is is you know big organisation in the UK conveyances, and it's saying that one of their things that they're recommending uh, to the government is to reintroduce 
a form of home information pack. So that's going to be miles off. But what you guys are saying is a great idea. We do packs for our clients and they're fantastic. And because it's not mandatory, really, you can choose whatever pack you want. You can do a, um, a, a hip light. So a hip light could include basically the registration documents and the protocol documents. So that's a hip light. You've already got a form of home information pack or pre-sale pack, or you can go for, we call it a kind of like a turbo hip, a hip that fixes all the problems. Can you believe that? <laughs> and what you need to do for that is really speak, you know, what are your problems? Are your problems searches take too long? Well, if the problems are searches take too long, include the searches. If your problems are that additional inquiries are, are raised too late, well, there's lots of things you can do about that with uh, title insurance. I mean, we've got one of our uh, agencies using uh, block title insurance that we we basically right at the start on day one, we've got all the the, the deeds, uh, the protocol documents, and we've got block insurance, which cures about 90% of all the, all the indemnity problems. And rather than spend 12 or 14 weeks arguing between the solicitors about what the problem and solution is, and then at the last minute, saying, oh, okay, what about an indemnity? We just get it right up there, and it makes an amazing difference to the time scale you get um, you know, to, to exchange, and that's why we've got a 9% abortive rate, and most lawyers have got like 30 to 40%. Okay, I know Luke wants to ask a question. Um, yeah, of course. Just before I ask Luke to ask that question, are, um, will lenders actually accept um, indemnities? Yeah, so that's one of the big changes that's changed over the years. I mean, when... when um, you know, we've all been doing it long enough to understand that indemnity is a relatively recent thing. So lenders have become accustomed to that. So invariably, if you're, this is what I recommend you do. If your solicitor is going to get an indemnity, get a good indemnity provider because lenders have requirements as to, you know, who you can use. But generally speaking, you get a good one, they'll accept it. There's got a few small lenders that don't, but the majority of lenders will accept it. Brilliant. Thank you. Luke, you have a question. Yeah, no, uh, thank you. So um, when would you suggest is going to be the best time to introduce a solicitor into the sale or purchase process? I think it's going to be, as I think Andy touched on it, it's going to be straight away. I mean, we, we've taken for a long time, we've taken the view that you know clients don't like being sold to anymore. So we've taken the view that with our agent clients and with our client clients, you know, we, we want to be their trusted advisors. So we're not... Uh, selling to them all the time but we want to help them you know we actually want them to move so for us uh, you know if I was an agent I'd be I'd be talking about you know you know you need to sell your property but the next thing you need to do is you actually need to actually get that property exchanged and you know 30 to 40 percent of deals don't go through so it's really important you get a, a good solicitor so I'd be doing it from day one drip feeding all the time because it is in clients best interest clients yeah. don't realize how many deals go abortive? So it's it's you know we've got to do that for them. So just in in terms of a summary, what what are the benefits to to a client, so a vendor or a purchaser, about getting a solicitor enlisted at an earlier stage? You touched on abortive rates there, um, but surely it's also got to be less stressful for them. They've got more time to complete any paperwork that they need to. What what are the other benefits? Yeah, so that they've got? there's masses of benefits really. I mean, first of all, you know the point is you've got to get your trusted lawyer on the job because hopefully like you guys mentioned he will share your ethos and your values so again luke i think you said conveyance is one of the most stressful things in life if you've got documents right at the beginning you've got to, you've got a lawyer calling which we do we call our clients to say look 
you know, you're going to get some forms. They look complicated, but don't worry. Just have a glass of wine, cup of tea, just complete those. That's already reducing the stress. That's managing people's expectations. So one thing, as you're very good, stress reduces the stress. Reduce yeah. the stress, you're going to get happier clients. You know, they're going to recommend you guys, going to recommend the lawyers. So it's going to make the client service much better. And ultimately it comes down to, you know, getting paid which is what you know the client wants to pay you if you get the deal done if if you don't get the deal done you know you're not going to get paid so you know it's a it's a win-win all around really it, it helps the clients which who are the main people but it also helps the agents and the lawyers as well we're, we're all in it together yeah no definitely and uh, i think andy just wants to finish up before uh, we let you get on with your day tony thank you yeah, Tony, despite our footballing allegiance, we're absolutely oh. on the same page, page professionally. Um, you know, you talk about differentiation. Um, you know, we're, we're striving to retain our fee levels because of the, the service that we offer. Um, what pressure are you finding at the moment to, uh, should we call it the call centre stroke online threat with uh, conveyancing? I think the pressure is more... Um... <laughs> The reality is, is that the call center people charge the same as anyone else. I think the pressure is more how people, you know, present their fees, and um, the sort of law society and the government actually become so, uh, you know, disillusioned with the whole thing that lawyers are not telling their whole fees. Actually, from the sixth, sixth of December, they're changing the law, so every lawyer is now going to do a clear demonstration of fees. So there is pressure on fees okay but it's a matter of the lawyer like a good agent explaining well we're, we're worth this much because we're, we're going to achieve the sale for you but in reality i think once the government introduced these new proposals everyone's going to be on a level playing field and people are going to be able to see that everyone basically charges the same and people are then going to be going on who provides a good service which is you know which is the right thing i think 100% Tony, you know, we're paid on results as a profession. And, um, you know, when you've got, as you've just said, your firm, I think a 9% abortive transaction, that's, uh, it's, you know, your deal's three times more likely to go through with AV Riller than uh, a standard solicitor. So, um, yeah. you know, f- fantastic. And that's what people pay for. Yeah, uh, thank you. I mean, you know, we're, we are, we are, but we're the same as every, the cost wise, we're the same as everyone else. And that's, that's what the odd thing is. They all charge the same. But I tell you what, this is all down to, to the, our days as agents. We, I, I, personally, I wouldn't have got the customer service or the results if I wasn't an agent at first. No, and I think that's that's obviously uh, vital to the service levels that you're offering at AV Rillo. So if someone wanted to get in touch with you, Tony, to, to discuss how they could uh, start working with you or any questions on the convincing process, how do, how are they getting in touch yeah, with you? So, um, so first of all, get in touch with me. Uh, you can call me on my personal mobile, which is 07786-330-118 or my email, which is AVP, Alphavit to Papa, at avrillo.co.uk and you know we want it we're there to help so if, you know we want to understand if we can help you first of all and if we can't we'll point, point in the right direction uh, but hopefully we'll be able to help most people fantastic fantastic thank you very much for your time today uh, tony and uh, thank you thank to you Stephen. very much thanks tony great insight yeah, thank you guys. as usual and, and thank you to uh, andy as well thanks great advice there tony thank you look guys. forward to working with you cheers Brilliant. So on the next episode, episode eight, we have uh, Matt Nickel joining us, uh, one of Worcester's elite uh, business owners and agents in the area. So look forward to um, finding out some golden nuggets that we can share with our audience then. See you next time. Thank you, you guys. Cheers, guys.